you may have an idea of where you want to be. Make it an aim. Make it really wide versus a goal. A goal feels like it's a flag on the ground. I'm going to go out there. That's where I want to be. You have no fucking idea. Can you be here now in what is really good? Okay, pay attention. Start to gather those things that make you feel really good and start to pull away from the things, move the things out of the way that are a no. That's Cal Callahan, and this is episode 400 of Wellness Force Radio. Wellness Force Radio, where we discover the physical and emotional intelligence to live life well. How can we bring awareness and reverence to all the little mundane elements of our life and begin from that platform of sacred relationship to the self to begin to orient towards others in that same way? If you felt bad with the last millionth of a second, well, let go of the things that were making you feel bad that millionth of a second and be new right this millionth of a second. If you really want to take guidance from your soul, you have to be ready to realize that many of the things that you're asking for guidance on, your ego has some kind of an addiction to or an investment in. Hey, it's Josh from Wellness Force, and our water supply is not the same it used to be. Let's face it, Mother Nature designed our water to have naturally occurring potassium and magnesium and sodium in it, but especially if we live in cities, our water supply is not the same. I know you're not drinking water from the tap anyways, but even if you are drinking high-quality filtered water, you're just not getting the things that your brain and your body needs to thrive. That's where Element comes in. Element is a electrolyte drink mix that has 60 milligrams of magnesium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and also 1,000 milligrams of sodium. This is my all-time favorite citrus. It used to be the watermelon, but they also have the raspberry. They also have the orange. I think they have a couple other flavors too. I love this product. I trust it with myself and my entire family. I think you will be able to feel the benefits and trust it with your family just the same. You can support this brand who we believe in. It's Rob Wolf. He's been on the podcast multiple times. By going to wellnessforce.com forward slash LMNT, you get a free sample pack delivered right to your door. I think you just have to pay like $4.95 shipping or something. So it's a perfect deal. It's free. Ships right to your house wellnessforce.com forward slash LMNT. Support your health, support your electrolyte balance, support the podcast, support everyone by supporting yourself. Wellnessforce.com forward slash LMNT. You'll be so stoked that you did. Welcome to episode 400 of Wellness Force. Someone please pinch me. If you would have told me in 2015 that episode 400 would be at my doorstep, the man that I've become, all the growth that you and I have been through together in these past six years really brings a lump to my throat and some salt water to my eyes. I just want to thank you from the bottom of my soul. Thank you for being a part of this podcast, this movement, and for supporting us and the mission of discovering physical and emotional intelligence so we can live our life well. All the ways that you have been supporting us at wellnessforce.com forward slash store, all the deep discounts and healthy organic products that you've been purchasing from the store, it helps us tremendously. And it allows me to keep giving you this free podcast for another 400 episodes every single week, sometimes multiple times a week. Thank you. I have the utmost gratitude for you and the time you spend here at home with Wellness Force. So it is with a huge honor and excitement that I now get to support you even more. We have a huge giveaway, almost $3,000, $2,500 worth of wellness products. We are giving it all the way 
as a special thank you starting today, June 8th, running all the way to June 18th, ending at 11 p.m. CST. You have exactly 10 days to head over to wellnessforce.com forward slash giveaway. 10 days to win this grand prize. You can enter, by the way, as many times as you want. And actually, the more you enter, the more chances you will get to win. $2,500. That's right, $2,500, almost $3,000 in wellness products and services starting out with Feel Free. A case of the Feel Free delivered right to your home, the plant medicine elixir that is perfect for anxiety and depression. LMNT and the Electrolyte Multipack Organifi and the green, gold, and red juice, Paleo Valley and the ACV and all their healthy products, the organic, sustainably harvested meats from Belcampo, all the organically farmed CBD from Cured, and an extra special prize, a 60-minute one-on-one Freedom Accelerator mentorship session with me and you so I can support you in whatever you're currently working on, in your wellness, spirituality, or business. All you have to do is head over to wellnessforce.com forward slash giveaway. That's wellnessforce.com forward slash giveaway. You can enter as many times as you want. It increases your odds of winning. And guess what? This, I don't know if we'll ever have a pack this huge again. This is almost $3,000. This is the largest prize pack we've ever given away in the history of this podcast. Somebody out there in this podcast world, which right now, if you're feeling like that little spark, Yes, it could be you. Wellnessforce.com forward slash giveaway. It ends the night of June 18th at 11 p.m. CST. And the winner will be automatically chosen randomly by a computer, not by me. <laughs> so do not hesitate. Share this link with your family and friends who you want to win. Wellnessforce.com forward slash giveaway. Take home almost $3,000 with this mega prize pack from Element, Organifi, Paleo Valley, Belcampo Cured, and... Get a 60-minute mentorship with yours truly. And don't forget the feel free. I'll give you a hint, by the way, to get more entries. There's a video titled, What is Wellness? The Truth Will Set You Free. It's on YouTube. It's right there on the giveaway page. You get eight entries for doing just that one thing. Eight entries for watching the video and leaving a comment. So make sure you do that and share the video, share the link with everyone that you possibly can. It's with a deep breath and a deep bow that I get to thank Lauren Bryant, who is the backbone of Wellness Force. Without her, Wellness Force would not exist. I get to thank Buzzy Torek, who has been with us since the very beginning from Epicast Network. And I get to thank Alan Nuncio from Vision X Media, the wizard behind the beautiful videos that you see on YouTube. Thank you to every single guest who has ever been on this show. I think about what Gay Hendricks told me in the very early years of Wellness Force. Josh, you need to love your fear. Well, everyone who's been on the show, they teach me how to do that. They teach me how to love the parts of myself and for all of us to love the parts of ourselves that maybe need a little more light, a little more love, a little more understanding, and a lot more unlearning. We have saved a very special interview for you today. The man who is the host of the Great Unlearned podcast. He's had conversations with some of the world's leading experts and performers so that they can share how they've unlearned what they've learned that actually blocks them from living the life they want to live. This is a perfect pause moment for all of us. Episode 400 with a man who has become a very close friend in such a short time here in Austin. He is a soul brother. I have a lot of love and respect for this man. And he has so much wisdom to bring to us on episode 400. How perfect is that? 400 today with our guest, we get to do an incredible deep dive into all the different aspects 
of what it really means to find your purpose and redefine success. This is the host of the Great Unlearned podcast, Cal Callahan. We're going to talk with Cal about how we met, how this relates to all of us who meet each other on the path of mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, and also financial intelligence, how Cal has radically and practically been given guidance he's sharing with us about how to navigate and find his own purpose, how he shares this with his clients. We'll talk about the vulnerable aspect of life and why it promotes strength. We've all heard this, right, from B'nai Brown. Vulnerability is strength. Well, what does that actually mean? Cal's going to share that with us. We're also going to explore how to grow on our own terms, the importance of understanding that, yes, we have our own unique skills, but how do we use our unique skills here on planet Earth to get all the things we desire, to be of service in the way we want to, while simultaneously honoring the mystery, the mystery of this life? We're going to find our purpose. Cal has some unique and powerful skills that I haven't heard about before until he shared them with us. The Art of Surrender, How to Unlearn Programs. This is a big one, my friend. If there was ever a time for all of us to learn how to breathe and learn how to unload bullshit programs and unlearn the programs that are blocking us from love. It's right here, right now in 2021. We all get to feel comfortable in our own skin. And Cal is a master at teaching people exactly how to do this. You're going to love our video on YouTube. You're going to love this giveaway. I feel so blessed and so fortunate to be able to share so much with you. Consider this the hugest digital hug I can ever bring you. And now I bring you Cal Callahan on episode 400 on Wellness Force. Cal, we are not in Kansas anymore. No, sir, we are not. We are in Austin, Texas. Thank the Lord. Thank you for coming on Wellness Force. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure to get to know you. These workouts, this community. Yeah, well, you, you know, we really, we didn't officially meet at Alex and Sarah's wedding, but I remember seeing you and I, I was familiar with you from the podcast of seeing you online, but um, just remember looking at you were sitting down, you, you and your wife for dinner, and I'm like, I, I want to know that guy. There's something about just the way you carried yourself, your energy that I'm like, I really, I'd like to get to know him. And as we were talking about before, I didn't go over and kind of force the issue and try to be yeah. like, hey, this is, you know, I'm Alex's guy or whatever. And then sure enough, in December, we had an event that you showed up at and we get to really connect. So cool. And it was funny, like for those of you who don't know Cal, host of the Unlearn podcast, The Great Unlearn, um, just an incredible human being. Like your ability to connect when we first met at that holiday party, I was like, who is this guy? I didn't even know it was your house, <laughs> right? And so I think this probably happens to you a lot where people meet you and they're like, oh, he's, he's the rich guy. They might project onto you all the things they don't know about you. And it was cool because I was really proud of myself. I'm like, I'm just meeting him and there's zero projection. And that spaciousness allowed us to really connect. I got to see your pet pig who's making some lovely noises outside yes. the door, possibly Petunia. Yeah. Um, but for people that don't know you, man, like in a few sentences, like like who is Cal Callahan right now? Yeah, what are well, you all about right well, now? I just I do want to mention one thing. When we did finally get to to chat, one of the things that impressed me the most was was your ability uh, to really tune in. And that that's Lenny. What's up, Lenny? I felt like you saw me how I want to be seen. You know, you kind of reflected what 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 you saw, and that meant a lot to me. 
because I had this great sense about who you were. I'm like, oh, you're super tapped in. Like you, you are paying attention to not the words. It's not the words that are going back and forth, but it's like the energetic connection, which it's like, I need more of these men in my life. And I think as we've both recognized, a lot of them are coming to our Wednesday workouts and it feels really good. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of the law of attraction, but I do believe in the law of reciprocity. Like what we put out there comes back. We have a a shared friend, maybe a shared mentor, Paul Jack. He's like, love is a boomerang. So whatever you throw out to the world, it essentially comes back. And I feel like that's what it's been with you. It's been a lot of work for me to have this podcast and be ready to hold this space with you. (laughs) Because I mean, the man I was when I started this podcast, holy shit. And I can only imagine you when you started this journey of like being a podcast host, coaching people, having a background of like uh, your father with a grocery store and learning how to really like manage your own self where maybe your parents were working a whole bunch. This concept of unlearning, this is a beautiful jumping off point. So this concept of unlearning, I fucking love it because for as long as I can remember when I was a little boy, I was like, we don't treat each other with love. There's something like, there's this existential tension that's in the background and I don't know what it is, but like, I know it's not right. Mm. And that unlearning concept that you have, it's on your, if you're watching us on YouTube right now, it's on Cal's shirt, like to unlearn means what? Like, what do you mean by the great unlearn? Well, it, it, it's really the invitation is to kind of question it all, question all the ways that we've been taught or indoctrinated in, in some ways to be in the world, to be in relation to uh, the way we look at success in all these metrics that have been really thrust upon us and uh, these agreements we've made, generally unknowingly, uh, it, it, it's an opportunity to take a look at them, each one of them, much like uh, Don Miguel Ruiz says in The Four Agreements, like look at these agreements we've made and uh, unlock them one at a time. And for me, it, you know, this unlearning probably started three years ago, a little over three years ago. Um, I fortunately had one of these cataclysmic events that really was the jumping off point. And I was in Las Vegas. I don't know if you know this story. I was in Las Vegas during the mass shooting. Mm. So it was at the, the music festival, the Route 91 music festival. Wow. And uh, literally hiding behind tour buses uh, as the gunfire was coming. And just having this sense uh, at, at a certain point, just feeling such a lack of fulfillment in my life, like being uh, bummed that this may be it. Not that my life was ending. It wasn't any of that stuff that you might think you would think. It was more like, fuck, man, I did everything I was supposed to do. I got the house, the wife, the family, the friends. I I, I gathered all those assets. <laughs> Yeah, you did all the gathering. You know, that in, success would tick boxes for. Yeah, and in, in way kind of, um, you know, over delivered on anything I could have ever dreamed of in, in that particular space. And here I was thinking, this, that wasn't it. And uh, when when I obviously made it out of there, um, I started to go on this journey without knowing I was on the journey, but I was on this quest to figure out why am I here? Because it's not for any of the things that I thought. And uh, just to back up a little bit, I spent 18 years in Chicago as a trader, 
mostly on the floor of the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. Not exactly the most conscious place. Not at all. Yeah. You know, but I was fortunate because the the guy who hired me out of college was one of those real upstanding men in that space. There's not many. I happened to, you know, find the right one and show really showed me and others the way to be in that space where there's a lot of unsavoriness, how to be in integrity. And uh, he's been such an amazing teacher for me throughout my entire life. Whenever I would have um, some issue that I was dealing with, maybe it was something with my wife, one of my kids, life in general, he was the one guy I would go to every time. He was the guy that could give me counsel, could hold space for me. And so in that, I think I learned what it meant to be there for others. And he was really, you know, I, I credit him for so much. Um, obviously, within the trading business, he taught me a lot, but but really about being a man and how to show up for your family and others uh, was really, he could really just put on that different hat, you know, from partner boss to, okay, I see you. Uh, so anyway, I spent 18 years there. We, I got out of the business. We moved down here to Austin in 2013, and I, you know, had a few kind of different journeys along the way. I was part of the National Pro Grid League, which was a pro fitness league that started. It only lasted three seasons, 2014, 15, and 16, but I owned and ran the team out of Phoenix. So there were eight teams in different cities, had that experience, was amazing, Um I learned a lot, but I didn't really learn a lot until three years post. So in 2019, I've been telling everybody, yeah, I learned a lot. I lost a good chunk of money in that venture and had had for three years really held myself. Um, You know, uh, I was really disappointed in the lack of due diligence, the amount of money I spent. Uh, my attorney slash best friend was like, dude, don't do this. Like, this is a terrible investment. I don't care what the deck says about what they're going to do with NBC. And I just really took that to heart. And uh, I really beat myself up until in 2019, I was sitting down with someone. They're like, okay, tell me, tell me what's going on. Like, what's your journey been like? And it was at that moment that I finally realized that the money I had spent during those three years showed me how much personal connection, because I really cared for that team, and I felt alive in a way that I never had. And it was that, that was the lesson out of there. Not that I lost a good chunk of money, it was that this is what I'm after, that connection. And so that ended up being a really a tremendous experience for me to get really clear about who I am and what really you know makes me come alive. Uh, and then since then, in 2018, as I said, uh, Las Vegas, that started me on this journey of of, of unlearning. And uh, a little over a year ago, I launched the podcast as a means. You and I are having a conversation at my house, right? Before I had the podcast, I would be telling one of my buddies who lives in Chicago about this conversation, how with this guy, Josh. <laughs> we should have recorded it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it was, yeah. I was kind of getting sick of telling people, but the people I was meeting, the conversation I was having, the experiences I was having. So why don't I just start a podcast yeah. so that I can, my friends can hear it and then maybe other people will listen to it too and just have fun with it. And it's been such an incredible journey for me to be able to be in this energy. The unlearn. Why do you call it the great unlearn? Like, why is it great? 
Because I the, the concept of like relearning something or changing beliefs or having belief systems like fall to the wayside, I think most people get that. But the great unlearn. Why is it the great? Yeah, uh, I have to credit my my close personal friend Kevin Booth, who is is really has been the creative behind the work that we do at the Great Unlearn. Uh, we were trying to iterate on what the name of the podcast would be, and in the very first name was working in. Oh, that's Paul Check right exactly. there. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So I'm like, okay, this was a very yeah. much a part of my practice was like enough with the working out, like let's start to fill that energy up and um, really self-care and that felt really purposeful, but it didn't, it didn't, it, it didn't cover everything. And so we were still working on it. I even have a t-shirt that my daughter made for me that says the working in podcast, oh. because before I had launched, that's what there's the working name for a while. And uh, as it turns out, and this is full disclosure, I don't know if I've ever said this before. So this is an exclusive. This is an exclusive wellness force drop right here. I had sent Kevin like all my ideas of what this process has been. And unlearning was one of them. And in this very room, laying down right where you're sitting right now, I went into a ketamine journey. And... I came out of it and he dropped, what do you think about the great unlearn? It was like, that's it. That's it. He's it's like, like all your shockers just lit up. It's just like that. that yeah. Oh my God, that's it. And whenever, whenever I tell someone the name or they see the, the, the sweatshirt or t-shirt, they're like, that name is fucking dope. It's so, and it's you. It, it's like, we know when something's the truth because we have this like embodied system. You know, Zach Bush calls it like the redox system. So we have this chemical system where I'm looking at the little muscles in your face to see if you can be trusted. You're looking at the little muscles in my face oh. to see if I can be trusted. That's why these masks hurt us so much because we can't practice our native right to look at small facial musculature and see if somebody can be trusted. Mm. But when I look at you and I'm like, I see the unlearn and I experience you, it's like, duh. Of course, that's you. And my journey from the start of this podcast has been like, how do we live our life well? You know, that's my mission with Wellness Force. And so with you, it's like, how am I going to teach everyone to unlearn all the shit that they learned that isn't serving them? So, dude, if you don't mind, I'd love to pull the e-brake yeah. and go back to the grocery store time. Yeah. Because... I can't imagine what it would be like, and, and, and I want you to share for people that may have had um, parents that were hardworking or driving or whatever it is. You know, the focus of this conversation when I was preparing for us was how do we actually create purpose and how do we redefine it when everything falls apart? Mm. So the, the way that you were raised being in the grocery store and like maybe your relationship with your mom or your dad, like that fundamentally served you in some way to show up and help people unlearn. So what did you learn from the grocery store time that yeah. you later had to unlearn, got the gift of unlearning. Yeah, great question. And I started work, my parents bought the store when I was in the sixth grade. So I would go there every day after school, I'd work on the weekends. It wasn't like that was all I was doing, but I spent a lot of time there. Yeah, And I really enjoyed it, even though my dad was, was to be frank, kind of a prick at the store, not to the customers. He was amazing with the customers, but he was really hard on us. Uh, I learned the importance of work ethic. I learned what it meant to do a job well done. Like if you see any refrigerator, certainly my beverage fridge, the shit is dialed in. I mean, I will put my beverage fridge you got a against OCD anyone. In there? It is just, there's like a, it's got to be right. 
but but I learned also um, because my parents were working all the time that I had to care for myself. There was a, there was a lot of resilience that was you know built up in me. And even before they owned the store, they were both working. And um, as much as I love being around my kids, and I think there's there's a huge benefit for that. I think that there's a lot to be learned when you have to kind of fend for yourself from a young age. And um, I don't, you know, mean to overstate that, um, but it was really, I've been able to endure a lot. Um, What I needed to unlearn within that was that I don't need to do it all by myself. And that has been a lesson that's been really difficult for me to learn. But as I've let go, as I've called on my brothers and sisters for help, I started to feel much more connected with others. And it's still something that my wife and I, I would say, um, struggle with from my part because I don't always share what's going on. And I feel like I've got this, I can handle this. And what that has done has created a barrier for her to really get in to, to see the real me. And so that's, you know, in real time, I'm working on that. Um, and so there are these things that they're not good or bad. It's just how am I using them? Resiliency yeah. is amazing. But if I'm trying to be resilient everywhere, every place in my life, that doesn't feel good for people. It doesn't feel good for those people in those close relationships. The team element is huge for you. I feel like, especially with the workouts, when I get to come to your house and do these Wednesday workouts, you're such a, you gather people. Like yes. that's, maybe that's what drew you to the grid league or I'm not sure. Um, but, but the unlearning of being the lone wolf is really what I'm getting from you. Like, so what did that look like? You know, how did you go from saying like, I got this, I don't need anyone. I can be self-sufficient because in a way that almost creates an emotional magic shell around us, you know, you put magic shell on yeah. ice cream. That's kind of what emotionally being the lone wolf does. And yeah. then something comes along to crack the shell. Well, Frankly, it was my wife saying, I- I'm not really up for this anymore. If it's going to be like this, this this isn't working for me. Up for what? Like the, the fact that the show was there? The relationship. She's like, this relationship right now, like we're not, there's no connection. Mm. Yeah, you're providing all this stuff and you're here and you're doing those things, but you're not really here. And um, while I was surprised when she, remar- you know, this was, in 2017 was the first time before or after the shooting that this, this was before it happened again before. after the shooting okay um so it's been a couple times which and for me i'm like what 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 more do i need to do like i'm i'm here but i wasn't here i wasn't present i wasn't I always had something running in the back of my mind about how I needed to show up, which started from a very young age of this is how you show up. You provide. And it's it's not about that opening that heart up and letting people in. And I I don't want to paint myself as someone who's not this big, lovable guy because I am. I think you've experienced that. I do have- You a, give good hugs. Very much. Cal gives good hugs. <laughs> very much an open he's a, heart. He's a hugger. But But with my wife, it was just, you know, it's been this kind of interesting dance, which again, I'm still still working to understand what is it that isn't allowing me to just be fully vulnerable um, and allow her to care for me mm. and love for me 
in a way that, um, you know, I, I, you know, if my mom listens to this podcast, um, this is meant as no, um, kind of, uh, judgment on how I was brought up, but my mom, as much as she loved me, didn't really know how to connect heart to heart. You know what I mean? Like I get the hugs and whenever I needed something, she was there, but I know what it means to connect heart to heart. Peyton, my wife, knows that. And that's why, you know, I chose her back in, you know, 99. This was the first time I'd ever experienced that type of love. Something that I was looking for my whole life. And I didn't realize that very thing until about three weeks ago. We were we were having a, a conversation with someone who was facilitating, you know, our relationship. Uh, and for me, I reached out to this woman, like basically, like I want to share things, but I'm afraid they're going to trigger things, and I don't want there's something to be missed in translation. And so, bring in someone who has no affiliation to either of us, and it really, yeah. it's been a, a great experience for us. But one of the things that came up was this um, this sense that I couldn't receive. And so as I sat with that the next morning, um, and one of her, her recommendations was to reparent that child because there was, there was a, a, an image that came up as, of me as a five-year-old that um, just didn't have that love. So I was in a meditative state, saw five-year-old me, really needing something and I assumed I was going to be the one you know me 49 year old me come in and parent and the one who showed up was Peyton wow yeah and uh, it occurred to me that she's the one I was looking for the whole time and so then I left the meditation and it was in the morning and so I, I literally went in she was in bed and I laid on her chest like a little boy. And I cried. And I told her how grateful I was that she was the one. And um, I let her nurture me. And I didn't worry about uh, the idea of how I'm supposed to show up as a man in the relationship. And I think that's really started a healing process for me personally, but also for the relationship, for her to see that that I can go there. And I cry around her all the time, but not in in that just, yeah, that little boy. So anyway, that that's kind of got sidetracked there, but... Nope, that's right on track. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I was feeling you there and I was visualizing this message that I've heard from so many people, whether it's like David Data or John Wineland or many of our friends. And it's like vulnerability is actually being strong. This conversation about like going on your wife's chest and, and just letting her see you, dude, you're, you're dark, scuzzy and ugly, <laughs> letting her see it. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm in the middle of that journey right now myself with a son on the way in two months. <laughs> I can't even imagine the things that, that spirit is going to allow me to unlearn so that I can truly show up for him. That's why I'm about ready to do this vision quest. Um, 
I want to flip this back on you because so much of your work and, and, and thank you for your compliments about my presence. Cause I feel the same thing with you. Thank so you. much of your work is about, um, sacred circle. It doesn't just mean plant medicine. I know that you've done quite a bit of breath work as have I. And so what are the, the key tools? Like if you had to, if you had to take that beautiful share that you just did and, and what has allowed you to embody that awareness, that integration, that like steadfastness in being vulnerable. And, and how do you teach that on your podcast and to the men and women in your circles? Like, what does that mean to actually be vulnerable? And how do you teach vulnerability? Ayurvedic medicine, as well as all the ancient and contemporary masters in health and wellness have taught us for centuries about the powerful benefits of apple cider vinegar. But what do we do when we want to take the ACV, but we don't want to expose our teeth to acids? Most people don't know this, but apple cider vinegar is an acid and prolonged exposure to acids can damage your teeth. So how do we get in the brain boosting, blood sugar stabilization, stamina, focused energy and healing powers of this ACV without ruining the enamel on our teeth? This is where it gets easy with our partner, Paleo Valley, Creators of the apple cider vinegar complex taken easily in tablet form without busting your tooth enamel. Paleo Valley created the ACV complex to meet getting organic apple cider vinegar into your body easy, fast, and without having to tolerate the taste. You know, that kind of like, ugh. <laughs> have you ever done a shot of apple cider vinegar? I know a lot of people that literally just can't handle the taste. So this is all your organic turmeric ginger, Ceylon cinnamon, and lemon on top of the organic apple cider vinegar combined with these superfoods. It's nature's way of saying you're welcome. ACV can stabilize blood sugar, promote weight loss, and improve protein absorption and digestion, as well as the big one, stopping heartburn symptoms. Heartburn symptoms are typically caused by too little stomach acid, not really too much. This apple cider vinegar complex makes getting this organic ACV into your body fast and easy and without having to choke on the taste of normal ACV. You can do this. Head over to wellnessforce.com forward slash paleo valley. Use the code Josh and get 15% off your apple cider vinegar complex. That's wellnessforce.com forward slash paleo valley. Use the code Josh to get 15% off your ACV complex. What has allowed you to embody that awareness, that integration, that like steadfastness in being vulnerable? And, and how do you teach that on your podcast and to the men and women in your circles? Like, what does that mean to actually be vulnerable? And how do you teach vulnerability? You have to start with yourself for sure. You have to do, you know, the inner work. And I know that's kind of a big term, but it, it's, it's, you have to be willing to question all, again, back to the unlearn. You have to be willing to question all the ways you've done things and have a real kindness to your past self because if you can't accept all that you've done, all the quote-unquote shitty things you've done up until now, you'll never move through it. And you know, I think that's some great advice that, I, that I've gotten along the way. And in many of the books that we read, it's all about acceptance because that's what's happened. You know, This is what you've done because those are the tools you, you had at that moment, and that's how you move through life. It's like, okay, I'm not happy about that, but that's part of the journey. And so it's, it's an ability to hold yourself when you really need it as you're going through that process, but it's about getting quiet too. It's about 
lessening the distractions. It's 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 kind of weeding the garden. Like t- like take not stop adding shit to your life. Like we need to pull these things away and get back into what's underneath all of that. And um, you know, I think meditation has been a great space for me. Do you have a specific type because? I want to go a little bit deeper because most people have heard of the concept of meditation. Yeah. But do you have a specific way? Is it a loving kindness? Is it a breath work combined with meditation? Like what, what practically works for you, man? Are you familiar with hape? I am. I can't do it because my sinuses are sensitive, but, yeah. but yes, it's powerful. So generally every morning, part of my practice, as soon as I get up, I come into this room, I lay down right where you're sitting and I'll sit with the, the, so for anybody who doesn't know what, what hape is, it's a sacred Amazonian tobacco snuff that is um, taken through the nose. So you basically blow it up your nose. It, 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 the, the, the apparatus is called a kurupe. And uh, you put the tobacco in one end, you put that end up your nose, and then you blow, it looks like a V. Kind you of self-administer. Yeah, so you yeah. self-administer. So you hit both nostrils, and for me, it clears everything out of my mind. And what happens is things that I haven't even thought would, like, if I sit in to come into a meditation with, like, what I want to think about, it's much different than when I hit the hape, and whatever needs to come through comes through, and then I just sit in that. So it could be 15 minutes, it could be 30 minutes. I generally don't put any music on. It's because I really want to focus on what the the um, whatever wants to come through, and it just it it really for me it it clears out all the noise, um, and I just get super clear on what the big the big rocks are, and that's what happened when when I had this awareness about who Peyton really is in my life, or one way that she has really shown up for me, and and how that is part of my medicine is to allow her to love me in that maternal way you know because it's it's something that's been missing my entire life and um so i would say the 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 biggest tool i use on a daily basis is a hape meditation in the morning awesome is there anything from like a uh, physical practice beyond just working out i mean i get it like like exercise we all understand like the power of cellular turnover and, and working out but from this perspective of like leading a mission where you're helping people unlearn let's be honest dude ripping a tree out of the ground is not easy yeah. a lot of these beliefs that we're unlearning they are so deeply woven in not just our life but in past life if you look at mark wolman's work and it didn't start yeah. with you or, if, or even if you study some of the work from mark groves like we are conditioned generation over generation. I want to reference this because I, I was actually just talking to a client about this last night, uh, Dr. Vernon Wolf and Holodynamics. Holy shit. If you have not explored this, and we'll link it in the show notes today, we have literally biological uh, cellular tubicles, I think he calls them, or, or, or cellular tubes. These are the places where our emotions are stored and they are passed on epigenetically. Um, when your mom was born, you were already in her womb. So whatever your grandma experienced as far as trauma or stress or capital T, lowercase t, that got put in you. So not only do we have to unlearn the things that society grafts onto us, 
but we have to unlearn the things that our great, great, even great grandparents gave to us as their lesson. But I'll be honest, it ain't mine. <laughs> I'm going to do the work to yeah. unlearn it so that it doesn't go to my son. So, so how, do, how have you done this? First of all, recognize maybe one or two of those beliefs that you got. And, and, and how does one of your practices help you continually unlearn, unlearn that? One of the best practices I've had, and you could probably speak to this as well, and this is probably not going to be applied to a lot of people, but it's it's starting the podcast. Podcast is medicine. It made me, I was always a pretty good listener. It, it made me, I would say, a tremendous listener. I understand how to be in the space and be with you and nothing else and just lock into that. And in doing that, now, like, you you saw the benefits of that in December when we were together. Like, sure, I, I wouldn't have been, a year ago, December, you wouldn't have had that conversation with me. You know, so that's really taught me the value of listening. And I think listening is such an important part. Layered on top of that is the understanding that we all have our own truths. And... I don't need mine to be right or yours to be wrong for mine to be right. My experience is my experience and your experience is your own. And if we can just hold space for all of each of us to have these experiences and have our own truths and our own um, kind of lens, then, then that, that allows us to listen. Because I'm not worried about trying to counter what you're saying to make my thing right there's none of that. <laughs> I just listen yeah. to what your experience is. And if you're talking about not your experience, but something you've read and you're acting like it's your experience, then we might not have a very long conversation. Like, I want to know you. I want to know like what you've gone through. Not necessarily we have to go into the trauma or anything, but I, I really, I'm not that interested in learning about these kind of esoteric ideas. Right? Sure. I want to know experience. And so what's helped me, and I mentioned the four agreements, that book was was an amazing tool for me. And I've read it several times. And as you know, like when you read these books, you get a different thing each time. Every time. Yeah. David Data's uh Way of a Superior Man was was the the book I was reading when I had the aha moment that it was time for me to leave trading. This is a brotherhood that I was a part of for 18 years. And as soon as I read chapter 12, it's like, oh I just need to leave. I've been, f been feeling all this like uneasiness. I was a partner there. I didn't like being there. I felt like I was faking it. It was just this, such yeah. a shitty, like disingenuous place to be. That book just took all that weight off my shoulders. Like, dude, it's not your fault. You just stayed too long. It was time for you to leave. So books like that are important on one level. We're talking about this before we got on. That's kind of the gathering of the information. Mm -hmm. Going in there, okay, that's interesting, and then applying it. And don't try to apply everything like I used to try to do. Like, just what are the things that you're called to do? And just play with it. Play. And that's something that's been more uh, part of my practice, I would say, within the last six months, is creating everything as play. This is just yeah. like my journey. It doesn't have to be a fucking grind. When I first started out back in 2018, learning about breath work, meditation, the Tibetan rites, all these things, I was so goddamn like, I got to get it right. I got to get it right. And I was so intense about it. 
that I was very unconscious. But it wasn't all for naught. Yeah. It gave me practices. So it gave me reps within those different areas so that when I was ready to become a little more conscious with it, I could do it. And so it's like, don't judge yourself for going into these things and not being able to nail them. Just play with them. And now I really try to just play in whatever space I feel called to on a particular day. I mean, I have a pretty open schedule with the exception of podcasts and some meetings. But with with the exception of that, I get to play and I really try to take advantage of that. And, and uh, it doesn't mean I just fuck off all day either. It's like, what am I called to do? And just start paying attention to those things. It's like, okay, this is super interesting. I, mean, I keep doing this thing. Let's go a little deeper into it. It's that, like paying that, attention. That voice of the calling. Um, I remember I was I was talking with Gay Hendricks and he's like, your intuition will, will kind of tickle you like a feather. Your purpose, your your thing, your life path, it's not going to be this sledgehammer or this like golden gong that goes off of and and so much of your uh, message messaging, your marketing, your website is about purpose. Like when I look at your site, it's like people are unlearning what they've learned because they are really feeling more deeply called to live their purpose. So sometimes our purpose comes to us in the dark night of the soul. I can remember I was on my knees in 2015. Mom was put in a mental home, broke up with a person I thought I was going to be with, um, was disconnected from God, was angry at God, had no money, got fired from a job, which turned out to be the greatest gift because it brought me here to you. That's right. But, but, but everything, Cal, took me to my fucking knees at two in the morning, crying, just asking, okay, God, what would you like me to do? I literally had to be stripped away of all the things that I was angry about, resentful about. And by the way, I'm still unlearning those. I'm Same. St- I'm still <laughs> Same. I'm still unlearning those. That's this. the so, other thing, people. You're it's you're always we're always going to be always going to be on the journey. So don't there's no finish line. So with that with that frame, has there been a moment where you've you you yourself have been on your knees? Well, I would say this. Um, certainly Las Vegas was the moment for me. Um and 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 I say this with with you know total you know compassion and empathy for for those that re- really suffered or lost loved ones within that experience. But for me, it's what I needed. I was so grateful for that experience because it woke me up. So many people don't have that experience where everything they thought was true isn't like all the things that they did to protect themselves all the things i've done to protect myself and keep myself safe they didn't work then nobody was like all my friends all my relationships they weren't there like this house all the nice things that i've you know earned through that that level of success didn't help me i only had me and that was like the moment and, and again it took me a while to understand that that's what it was but it, it's you know it's like what's at the core and so Vegas woke that up. And were you in the crowd or where were you? I was in happened? the crowd. So you were there. I was there as side stage and the shooting started uh, going off and we didn't know what it was. I thought it was fireworks and I was pissed because I couldn't hear the song. And then we were, you know, kind of walking. We're actually almost kind of walking towards it and we heard it again and then it sounded like something different. And then people were starting to gather behind the tour buses. And so we were between the tour buses and the stage hunker down for probably 10 minutes until the shooting stopped. And uh, yeah, man, it, it's, 
that would there's no moment that's had a greater impact in my life. You know, now I've done a lot of work since then, whether it's been a couple of five day silent retreats, um, going to South Africa on a five day men's, you know, retreat, being out in the bush, having that experience, tracking animals. Like each of these experiences adds to that stillness, to that going inside. What, who am I? Who am I without anything? Mm. And um, I think it's really hard for us to imagine that. And so it's like, don't try to take that on all at once. Just start to strip away some things. What are the things that you really identify with? For me, you know, I'm fairly muscular right now. I, I, I had probably had another 15 to 20 pounds on. Okay, so you were, you were guarded up. Fuck yeah. Okay. And the people around me, Right, like God, you're in fucking great shape, dude. You're 43. You're what? Like, holy shit! Like, fitness goals, like all that stuff, and it's just pumping up my ego because I didn't know how to take those those remarks. You know, that fed that thing for me, and so I really identified with that. That was kind of like my calling card. Like, I was the fittest guy amongst this group. And have you always been fit? Have no, you ever had a time where you. No, I mean, I, fit? I I played I played hockey up through college, so I was fit in that sense, but I wasn't really muscular. And, yeah. and uh, I would say I didn't start training until 2008. Started doing CrossFit like a lot of people. That was, you know, kind of my first foray into building real muscle. Um, and so that was a thing, you know, that I was really proud of. Like, how, you know, and it was, it was through the, the lens of, I'm doing this for longevity, like muscles. I want to be able to pick up stuff when I'm older and have this aerobic capacity. That was what it was on paper, but it felt really good. All the, the, the external validation I was getting. Okay. Like you love the adulation. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I lost all the weight, I went from 210 to 180 over the course of, um, from the fall of 2018 until the summer of 2019. And I went back up to our place. We'd go up to in Idaho to our community in the summer. And I wasn't drinking anymore. And I had lost 30 pounds. And guys was like, dude, what's going on? You know, you look skinny. Are you okay? And so then it was like, at that point I had done some of the reading. So I knew that this was going to sting a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I understood it was an opportunity for me to start to shed that, shed that identity. Who would I be if I didn't weigh 210 and I weighed 180 and I looked skinny? Even who, though I, who would you be? And that's it. A couple of times I doubted who I would be. And so I would work out a couple of times. And I was like, it was literally because I kind of wanted to get some of that muscle back. Huh. And I found out that all that was doing was keeping me from doing the real work. It was, I was so focused on the exterior. And as you said, it was the armoring. I didn't realize it. And and you add on top of that, when I would work out, I worked out with a certain amount of intensity, I would carry that into the house afterwards. I just couldn't help it. I didn't understand. I didn't know how to clean it and leave it there. And so I walked around with this certain level of intensity, which is really hard to get close to. Yeah. You know, and I think my family felt it on some level. They certainly feel it now when dad's a big softy, you know, so there's a way different connection. But I didn't realize it because I thought I was doing the right thing because people were telling me I was great and I was eating really well and I was doing all these things that on paper 
look great and done in the right relation are great. But to the degrees that I was doing it and what was driving me, I didn't want to, I didn't want anybody to know what was underneath all that. And that's what I understood, you know, looking back on that period of my life that I was really building these walls because there was stuff in my life that I was ashamed of. And this was a way to keep the stink off. Like, hey, just look at this. Mm-hmm. You know, keep the look at the shiny object. Wow. I'm just having a, a full blown, uh, almost like transport back in time. I remember when I started being a personal trainer, I was like, well, as long as I look really perfect on the outside, I can shine light on all my clients and on all these people, but the dark parts of myself that I really didn't want to share because my nervous system thought it might die if I were to share them. That was the perfect role for me. And I'm not here to demonize trainers or therapists or coaches or you or anyone's journey. I'm just like, wow, through experiential learning, I became really, really in the knowing of what I was doing. Because sometimes people can be a yoga instructor or a therapist, or even, you know, unfortunately, we see a lot of this in the spiritual community, people that have huge podcasts. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. they're so different when the lights come off. When we take off these headsets, the conversations and the relating that we have with you and I, it's the same off and it's the same right here. Yeah. But that's not the case in our, and I guess you could say our world, our podcasting world. So a lot of these people need to learn the art of surrender. And I'm curious for you, like, what, it, what does that even mean? It's such a word that's overused to fully surrender to something. And I would assume that in your teachings of, of unlearning, the great unlearn, if, if we don't master or at least become masterful at the art of surrender, it's going to be pretty hard for us to unlearn anything. So how would you define surrender? Like what, is, what does it mean to truly surrender to something? That's a great question. You know, I, I would say... <sighs> You can't really surrender until you understand that you're perfect just how you are. And I know that sounds like a, some quote you'd read in one of these books, but when you understand that each of us, and again, another quote, we're doing the best we can, but it's fucking true. And when you really, instead of you know thinking about the yeah, truth let's, of let's that- let's just feel what you're saying for a second. You're perfect. You're doing the best you can period. And sometimes you will do better if we're judging, you'll be in a better space than other times. But that's just where you're at. And when we understand that, when I may be a dick to my wife, I don't beat my... (laughs) I I want to say this properly too. I don't continue to beat myself up about that. It's like, okay, what what made me, what triggered me in that situation? Now, can I work with that versus I'm just an asshole. I can't be nice to this amazing woman. Da, 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 da. No, it's not about her. What was it that triggered me? That's my work. Wow. Amazing. I have a mentor, a colleague, Rachel Fiore, the Masters of Self, and she calls them programs. So you get triggered, it runs a program, (laughs) just like in this equipment, right? You push a button, a program runs. So with your wife, here you are, you've done a lot of work. You lead a movement that teaches people to unlearn their programs. What is, if if it's safe enough to share, I respect whatever you want to share or not. What's a program that you've been running that you know is actually, it's time for you to unlearn it? Yeah, I got one for you. 
that the program is, well, let me, let me give you a little context. So 2018 happens, I have this awakening, I go on this journey, I go deep into my inner work, I come out, you know, kind of on the other side, much more awake, just aware. Um, there was a period in our relationship where I wasn't present. I, I kind of spoke about that a little bit earlier. And there were some ways that I acted that I'm not proud of. And I just to be very clear, I didn't cheat on my wife. So it wasn't like I'm, there's some code there, but it was, I wasn't present. And I wasn't, I wasn't acting in a way that I really wanted to. Um, the program for me is I want us to be in the here and now. I want her to see who I am today in 2021, which she keeps bringing up this old version of me that is not there anymore. And what I found out when I dug into that mm -hmm. is I was the one who was bringing that energy. I was coming in, not necessarily with the words, but with the energy of guilt and shame for the past. And she just felt it. And so that would trigger a response from her that would get me in that loop. I feel like every woman is a fucking shaman, honestly. Yes. Women are shamanic. They have, they're, <laughs> they they're will, so, so tuned in. When you get with the right woman, she'll call you out just by taking a breath. Yes. That's <laughs> she'll, it. She'll shine a mirror on you and you'll have to be like, wow, I just showed up like that. Okay, thank you. But before we can thank them, we have to understand what program we just run. Yes. So would you say that your program was lack of forgiveness to self, like I don't forgive myself. Yes. And so she could feel that residue yes, with that, you. Yes. There's a sense of me that is like, and there's a weakness. When you come in with that energy, it's weak. Yeah. And she doesn't want weak. She doesn't, you know, need force. She needs me to be in my, you know, my masculine, to be there. And I would come in with, and it's so subtle, you know, but she reads it and I know it because I'm the one who's who's putting it off. Yeah. But it's the beauty of the whole thing, right? When I understood that, because I felt so disempowered. I'm like, I can't fucking do anything. She's got to do her work. I'm doing my work and she keeps bringing up the past and I'm like, wow. It's like, oh, so if I'm the one who's bringing that in, so now I have the power to change that. I have the choice to come in with that energy or to come in with boom. As an example, I would say, oh, is that, is that dress new? And I'd be waiting for the, no, I bought it three years ago. As in, see, I told you you weren't, you weren't seeing me. So... Instead of, first of all, why am I asking if the dress is new? I think she looks great in it. Why am I not saying, that looks awesome? Why were you asking? Right? Yeah. And that was just like, that was my way to like, like I think to bring, continue to bring, the, I, it's, it's the only way I was going to fucking figure this out. And this is on some sort of soul level. This is not me consciously thinking this, but I felt like by doing that, it 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 really showed like the really the question was why am I asking if it's new why am I not just expressing the thing that comes up for me is that you look amazing why am I not just saying that and that's been teaching me that to step into this presence 
and to not push aside the guy I was. I mean, full integration of who I have been. That's me. It's all me. I have the, the, you know, I can go back to that. It's within me to do that and much worse and much better. Like we, we have the capacity for all of it. But it's given me, like I said, the, the agency to decide how do I want to show up? And the language is an important part of it, but I feel like the la- I don't know if it's the language with the energy or like it's it's. I think all, it's both. I think it's you yeah. know one you know one goes with the other, mm-hmm. but that's been one that um I felt it for a long you know I would say quite often, and it sometimes it has kept me from saying anything, which isn't necessarily good because I was afraid of the backlash. Sure, I didn't want to be the whipping boy. <sighs> Wow, we were just having like a soul brother moment because I am literally dealing with that right now. Tell in, me about in it. In my current experience. Okay. Well, I'll tell you about it on your podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to hear a but, little bit. Give, give, well, give, the, give the listeners a snapshot. But here's what's really going on. So I've done a lot of work. I'm about to be 41. And I feel at times that sometimes uh, Carrie will bring up the person I used to be, right? And so this reflection that you're giving me, which is so potent, is like, okay, what subtle ways am I bringing the energy of my old self, of my little self? And how can I operate in this moment without shaming him, belittling him, beating him up, trying to get him out of the picture? How can I just hold him and love him right here so that he feels seen and heard? Because then if I just experience that, hold that, do my processing where I place a heart-hand connection, the exact same thing I tell clients, is the very lessons I'm learning. So then she can feel who I really am rather than me holding back that part of self. And then she can feel it anyways. Like I said, women are shamans. So, so whether it's Peyton or whether it's Carrie, whether it's anyone, I think that a really powerful relationship in general, um, it really brings people to their maker. And that is the God within themselves. So the God within myself is connected to young Josh, to adolescent Josh, to adult Josh, to father Josh, all these archetypes that that we know of. So that's, that's what's really going on. I love that we're in this part of the conversation because, and I can feel you got something to say about that, something <laughs> brewing, but, but what I can say is my greatest lesson continues to repeat until I have the courage to let it go through. Yes. And that spiritual courage, that real courage comes from experiential learning. You can't get it in a fucking book. You can't get it in a PDF. You can, you can gather it. But until you apply it, you then you then you can embody it. So yeah, well, I'm glad you and I'm glad you brought it up because I am yeah. very deep in the process of this. This is like a big one for me, and it, as you said, it will keep coming up until I've resolved it. Yeah, and you know, just what you were saying, you know, if she does bring up the old version of me, right? I also have a choice on how to react. And Stephanos gave me a great piece of advice around this. He's like, dude, you, you've, you've got to just like own it and don't slink away and be hurt. And, and you may feel those things and it's like, don't be, you know, uh, inauthentic to that. But when you come in in the beginning with a different energy and that comes back, it's just like absorb it and, and it's part of you. Like, because if you shrink away, you're allowing the shame to come up. And again, if it is coming up, there's more work to do. But just like reframing, for me, it's been, you know, years of that trigger. And so it's like understanding how to unwind that trigger. 
and maybe one day I get it and the next day I don't, but it's like getting the reps in yeah. and just being okay with it. I recently did a solo cast. It's, it's called God is Love and the whole mission of the 15 minute, I guess you could say expression was forgiveness. <laughs> forgiveness is not a gift that I give to my father, that I give to my partner. I give forgiveness to me. Because when I forgive myself, then I can show up with my partner or with the world, with you, with this podcast, with my community, and just and they can feel it. There's a subtleness to our being, and, and it, it operates in all of us, yet food and media and distractions and fear and amygdala hijacking, it blocks our internal knowing. So then that's why we gain weight. That's why we have health problems. And however you want to describe it, like we're all doing the same thing, and that is we're either meeting our maker inside or we're not. And I'm not here to shame myself or anyone else, but huge question for you. What's the part of yourself <laughs> that you weren't meeting that you could share? Like, in other words, what was that part of yourself in the past that she would bring up? Cause I know a lot of people deal with this, man. I'm feeling people with us right now. Yeah. What, what was the part of your old self that you, that you brought that sometimes comes up from time to time and that you're still in the process of authentically and powerfully unlearning? Very, very much the shame, the shame of not showing up as, as a husband and on, you know, I would say as a father too, um, very present. I was very present in the physical, but I wasn't present in the connection. Um, and I, and that's what I carry the, I should have done it better. You know, but I know when the should comes that it's what I it's it's what happened. There's no should. It's what happened. Can I accept it? And it's and it's it's a hard process. There are some days where I'm totally aligned and I'm just in full acceptance of all of it, of all of my shit, of all of anyone's shit. It's like I'm good. And uh dude, it's like like this fucking shame. It's like, dude. How, how could you not? How could you not see how amazing she is? And your kids, you know, how could you not spend more time with them, like in that energy? And I see, I see these new fathers today, you know, like JP, you know, JP Sears, our friend, and I see how he is with Wilder. And there would have been a time when I would have felt guilt about that, about how I wasn't like that when my kids were born. Because you were working or just... No, I was working, but that it wasn't... It was something just, else. I was just... I was a bit broken. Or I, I don't want to say broken. I, I was um, I was still unsure about who I was. Very unsure. And I was still very much looking for external. I was still trying to make it. I didn't realize that <laughs> there was no making it. you know. But I was still on that programming of... Yeah. You're a trader, you make money, you do this, you provide a house, you do the, you know, and it was like I was in that energy. And so I didn't have a lot of time for that. I had plenty of time given my 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 work day was actually quite nice. It would get in early and I'd be home by 3.34 every day. Um, but I see these new dads, and I know you're going to be the same way, super connected from the jump. And uh, I just think it speaks to the people that I'm surrounding myself with, those are the dads that I'm seeing. You know, I'm not necessarily hanging out with me 15 years ago. 
I'm just not. I wouldn't be. You know, good dude, but just like, eh, we're not going too deep on what we're talking about. Yeah. You know? So, um, and I know that was part of my journey. And it, you know, it took me to 46 years old to quote unquote wake up. I'm good with that. You know, I'm here. But it's perfect timing. There's divine timing in all healing. And um, there's a lot of people in the Austin community that on the outside, they look great. But I know them and I know they're still struggling. And I'm, I'm probably going to butcher the quote, but like, don't put anyone on a pedestal because you don't know what war they're fighting inside. You don't know anybody's real story. And it, it begs the question, like so much of what you do to circle around to this question again is like, helping people just find their lane, like find their purpose. They cannot find their purpose unless they get rid of the programs that are blocking them from it. And a lot of times people go to the doing Mm -hmm. instead of the being and the integrating. So like if you, if you were to speak on a stage Mm -hmm. to like a hundred thousand people and you were to tell them like, this has been my experience about finding my purpose. And this is what I would advise you to find your purpose on. Like how, how do people find their purpose? Well, it's a little bit what you were talking about before. It's not going to hit you upside the head. It's not going to fall in your lap what your purpose is. Your purpose is like a series of these little steps. And if you can pay attention to the things that make you feel really good and take that step. And the things that eh, you constrict a little bit, like literally you feel it in your body when it's a no. Yeah. We're, we're not tuned, a lot of people, we're not tuned into that. If you can just really start to pay attention to the things that bring you joy, that make you feel alive, that's part of the path. But it's like a breadcrumb. It's not. It's a fucking, it, it's even smaller than a breadcrumb. <laughs> it's a micro breadcrumb. That's, in, 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 don't, you may have an idea of where you want to be. Make it an aim. Make it really wide versus a goal. A goal feels like it's a flag on the ground. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to get, that's where I want to be. You have no fucking idea. What feel makes you feel really good right now here? Can you be here now in what is really good? Okay, pay attention. Start to gather those things that make you feel really good and start to pull away from the things, move the things out of the way that are a no. And it really becomes that simple. But we're not taught that. We're not, we're taught find your purpose but they don't they don't give you the simplicity like anything that's this isn't complicated but it does take discipline because you got to get quiet you got to stop listening to what other people's opinions their feedback this is about you what makes you feel good if you have a podcast and you have a newsletter and you have a website and you don't really like doing social media, maybe you do just a little bit. Maybe you hire someone to do that. But for me, I, f- I don't like it at all. And so I haven't, as you probably noticed, I don't do much of it. You probably noticed because you don't see me on there. You see mm-hmm. the Wednesday workouts are fun for me. But for me, it was like a drain of my energy. And you know, I have a podcast and I, and I, kind of have a newsletter. It's more just about the podcast that's that's upcoming. But for, you know, three months, it was more about what I was going through, what I was learning, and I was sharing that. And for me, that became such a heavy lift. It's like, I don't want to do that. So I said no to something that 
Most people would say, you can't, you gotta, you should have a newsletter. It's going to get to more people and they'll share it with their friends if it's really good. And you got to get out there on social media, you got three posts a day and you got to post on your story and you got to share your lifestyle and this... I get all that. Well, that's that's driven by Gary Vaynerchuk and people that have money invested in Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. <laughs> Which you got to watch where you're getting your advice from. Well, and it's fair, and yeah. um, there is some there's some truth to that. Um, to that helping build you because know, I do want to have impact. Yeah, you know, I think that's important. It's part of the. It's not just doing this for me, although that's the biggest reason I'm doing is for my own learning or unlearning. But it's. It's like, what are those things that you're doing just because you think it's what you're supposed to do? And can you remove those from your life without completely, you know, having it create this, this house of cards effect? Yeah. And if you can, I encourage you to start taking those steps, start weeding the garden. If you can do that, you'll start to get more clear on the things you want to do. And it doesn't mean fucking quit your job and do like, that may come. You know, when I was trading, I started to recognize that all I wanted to do in my free time while I was on the trading floor, because it was really slow, I was reading about weight training. I was reading about nutrition. I was reading about lifestyle. I was reading about all this stuff. So I started to pay attention. Oh, this is, that was the next step for me. I started coaching people when I left trading. It was really easy for me to leave trading in that sense because I had a second chapter. A lot of people don't have that because they, they haven't paid attention to what really, what the, you know, without, you know, anybody telling you what to do, what are the things you're, you are reading on the internet? What are the things that you do in your free time? What are the things that bring you life? Who are the people you really enjoy being around? What do you see that blocks people's purpose? In my opinion, it's media, phone, opinions and thoughts of others, parental example that got passed in. There's an onslaught to our mental faculty that literally guards us for some people. It's like we've heard this thing, you know, the graveyard is the richest place in the world because all the dreams of, of people that have unfulfilled them is trillions of dollars that sit in a graveyard because people never had the courage to, to act on their dreams. So what do you see? You know, what do you see in your work? What do you see in your podcast? What do you see in the world that blocks people from actually really going towards their purpose? This podcast is brought to you by Belcampo, the pioneer of hyper-sustainable, organic, grass-fed, grass-finished, certified humane meats, broths, and jerkies. I love Belcampo for so many reasons, but look, the big three is that they deliver these organic, grass-fed, super healthy, nutrient-dense, pasture-raised meats right to my doorstep, even in the snow or the rain. And I get more antioxidants, more omega-3s, and more minerals. Wow, I'm actually doing Mother Earth a favor, which is not eating meat from a CAFO. And what I love even more about that is that Belcampo animals grow slowly as nature intended. It's a difference you can taste in every bite and see compared to the other conventional meats that are out there. This is why I choose Belcampo over other brands. And lastly, if you've been feeling in your heart or in your mind that you've been wanting to feed your body better, feed your family better, if you're feeling like it's time for you to change the way that you consume animal products, this is your green light. This is your chance to give back to yourself, your family, and the people that you feed with sustainably harvested animals. Look, the reality is that conventionally raised animals are confined to feedlots and eat a diet of inflammatory grains, but Belcampo's animals graze on rich green open pastures and seasonal grasses, resulting in meat that's quite simply more tasty. 
Also, it's higher in nutrients and healthy fats. You can order these sustainably raised meats to be dropped off right at your doorstep using the code wellnessforce over at wellnessforce.com forward slash belcampo. That's B-E-L-C-A-M-P-O, wellnessforce.com forward slash belcampo and get 20% off your box of pure, nutritious, organic meats. Wellnessforce.com forward slash Belcampo. Use the code wellnessforce and get 20% off. You know, what do you see in your work? What do you see in your podcast? What do you see in the world that blocks people from actually really going towards their purpose? It's mostly the money thing. That's, that's the big crutch. And... um. I don't speak from personal experience because when I left, I was fine when I left trading, but there's that, uh, I've seen it with my old trading buddies and they've done well, um, but not super well. Actually, a couple have done certainly well enough, quote unquote, to leave and they haven't because they're still making pretty good money and they just can't get off the tit. It's, it's, It's a steady income. They get health insurance they st- so much of their happiness of what they're supposed to do in life is wrapped around being able to provide financially. Which is a real thing. Which is real. But they're, they're also not introducing other things in their life that light them up. So they, they don't love what they're doing, but they're not doing anything to open up the, the aperture to see what else is out there. And and so it's it's really that stuck. I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable right now. My job's okay. I have fun outside my job, and it's like your fucking whole life can be filled with joy, and you don't know that because you haven't experienced it, and that's okay. And I wouldn't have understood that until I actually experienced it. Uh, and I and I today I do experience it. it has nothing to do. I would say it has very little to do with the financial comfort. I mean, I think that helps for sure, that I don't have to, quote unquote, earn a a living, but I still have to make choices every day on how I'm going to spend my time. And being, you know, an achiever like I am, holding that in check and putting that, like, what am I trying to achieve? Is it financial success anymore? Because I don't care how much money you've made, there's always more to be made, especially if you're not in the right really I fucking see a lot of that. And when I see it, it pings me like, don't be that. Like, what? have what you need, but spend. And what happens is other opportunities start to come about that you didn't even know were there. And by the way, they can be worth a lot of money and you're loving what you're doing. And even if they don't turn out to be a lot of money, you're having fun. Yes. You're just having fun. You know, and I talk with my, my partner Ty a lot about this. And, you know, we've worked together for a little over a year on the brand and we're working on some other things. And he helps with the unlearned ventures and really doing like the deep dive due diligence on that stuff. And um, I was, he fucking hates it when I say this. Okay. So I'll just say that. We haven't, quote unquote, achieved a lot by traditional standards, right? When you have bring someone in to take over all that stuff. But it's been by design, I would say by maybe soul level design, because what we've really tuned into probably since September is are we having fun? Yeah. And he comes here in this room at least twice a week, Mondays and Fridays, 
We spend most of the day here riffing on things. It could be about the podcast. It could be about some deals. It could be about anything. But we're in such a beautiful energy here. And we really cherish the time together because there's such an energy and there's so much joy that comes out of that. That's like, none of the other stuff matters. Are we having fun? The stuff will fall into line. We will start to do some things that are going to be amazing. And he's working on a project right now that could be the thing that we would have never found had we been nose to the grindstone. For sure. And it could be, you know, financially massive. Yeah. But that doesn't, I don't even fucking care because it's so fun. There's a time and a place for grind. Yes. And then there's a time and a place for flow. And I think it's what comes up for me. And it's so funny, man, this whole interview, I've been seeing Carl Jung's red book behind mm. your face and my most insane quote that I love that everyone can attest to. And that is, until you make the unconscious conscious, it'll run your life. And then you will call it fate. We'll call it fate. So if the unconscious is satisfied, if we've explored the shadow, if we know the dark and the light of self, well, then we can be happy and then we can use that, I guess you could say frequency, to gather and apply and embody the things that are actually making us feel joy on the journey. That's the platitude that Michael Pollan talks about. Mm -hmm. Love is all there is. The journey is the prize, not the destination. And we all hear that. And I've heard you even frame some of your comments today where you're like, I know it sounds trite, but it's fucking true. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so powerful because the truth hides in plain sight. And, and it becomes this platitude because... We're taught that, oh, yeah, we know that's the truth, but are you doing it? Like, isn't that the real shit? Are you actually doing it? And I can't even believe that we're like almost at time because I feel like we've been just scratching the surface. So we're going to have to do round two. Oh, no problem. We're going to have to do round two, but I just have a few more questions. For yeah, you, fire away, brother. So I think about the the phrase that you have in, in, your, in your podcast. You talk about skin, like feeling comfortable in your own skin. When did that really come online for you? And how can you share that with this global audience of what does it really mean to be comfortable in your own skin? What are the virtues and values that you've embodied in order for that to be true? You got some fucking hard hitting questions here. This is I, wellness for us, man. I, go down. I love it. Um, you know, it's not quite as simple as, you know, being okay with yourself. I mean, that, I think that goes without saying, sure. but, but it's, when you generally, when you when you say you don't fucking care what anybody thinks, and you mean it, like that's for me. That's when I was there. I said it a lot and didn't mean it. I cared a lot about what people think, and I still. I'm not saying I don't at all, but when you get in the right relationship with that, like I, I care what the people who know me think. You know, I take what what they say, and I'll pay attention to it, and then I'll tune into myself like with that feedback right but I also I have to do that I have to tune in to myself um yeah comfortable in your own skin it's because it's not just a feeling it's a it's a way of being and it's more than just I feel comfortable in my own skin it's like I love myself in my own skin so there's a pro there's a recipe to get there I mean, I, I do think it has a lot to do with he identifying and healing those childhood wounds. And for me, it was the guilt and shame. And it was, um, again, mom, if you're listening, again, this is nothing you did intentionally, but- Shout out to mom. You know, mom, I should say mom and dad. But, you know, I, I feel that there was 
those lower energies put on me at a very young age. And I received them and held those and carried them, but they're not mine. And so, you know, back in December, I had this awareness of like, oh, this isn't mine. In a meditation with Hape. And at that moment, I felt like I was able to move through it. And at that moment, like guilt and shame makes us uncomfortable. And there is literally, you know, comfortable in your skin is literally a physical response to think about, I think about if I've gone from going to a party, there are going to be a bunch of different people there from different groups. And there was a time when I would go and have, I want to call it anxiety, but it'd be like, okay. Who's going to be there? Yeah. What do I? What, what yeah. different masks do I need to bring tonight? Oh, shit. You know what I mean? Ain't that the truth. Yeah. yeah. It, it's like, I don't ever do that anymore. I just yeah. show up as me. And, and you know, so that's when you know you, you're in the right place. When you can go anywhere, no matter who's there, and you just show up as you, and you just share you. Because no one knows you and can be you better than you. But when we try to you know, kind of color outside the lines and and, and and show up as something we're not, that's when it gets a little uncomfortable. Our mouth gets a little funky during the conversation and we start to have, it, there's, there's not the flow. Because now, and it's, it's the words get a little fucked up, but now we've lost this connection because you're not connecting to me. You're connecting to this thing that I'm trying to be. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I just don't have that anymore. And, um, it all comes back to fuck, man. You got to do your work. You got to get in there. You, you got to do your work. You got to fucking question it all and be okay with it. You got to be okay if you've, you know, you've thought a particular way that's really, you know, not cool, and you had an awakening. You fucking woke up. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, love yourself through that period because that's all. That's what you did. Someone taught you that. Someone you believe, trusted. Doesn't mean you're a bad person you're moving through it. Mm-hmm. And so again, it comes back to this acceptance of all the shit in the past. And, you know, again, the, the, the truest sign is going to a party and just being you. You know, we had that event here. It was like 150 people. I know. Some of the biggest speakers in the world. I had to check my mask at the door. Right? Because I was like... This is all the people that I uh, praise, that I share, that I so I have interviewed eight people that were in the room. <laughs> so right? they've all been on my show. So I had to literally be like, okay, how can I show up today most loving? And when I got in the van right out here in front yeah. of your house, I just did some breath of fire. I just did the pranayama through my nose <laughs> mm-hmm. for like a minute or two. And I was like, I'm just going to be me here. I don't have anything to prove to these people. Yeah. I just don't. There's nothing I need to prove. Nothing. I'm, I'm excited to be here and I'm excited to share. But I don't have to prove anything to you. You don't have to prove anything to me. But it is fun, isn't it? It is fun to explore this physical and emotional intelligence because intelligence is not like a book you read. Intelligence is gather, apply, embody. It's what's in your body. And we know what it's like. Like I can feel it from you. And I think that's what we felt when I met you at Christmas is like, there's just something in you that's really cool that makes me want to learn why I got there. Mm. And I think that's the real magic of podcasting and conversation is like, well, why do we do what we do? And if I want something different, can I learn how to ask more intelligent questions? Because if I can ask those questions, then I'll get a different result and then I can move forward with confidence and self because man, all roads lead to self-love. That's it. All roads lead to self-love. What you've created here, your home, this this 
mecca really for like culture and community i feel like you have the hub of austin uh, you've only created that because you've been willing to do the work and people could probably attach you know projections of like well it's easy for him he had the money but like it's not easy for any of us no matter how many resources we have and i would like you to challenge the audience and challenge the world and just give them maybe the one two three of what they can begin to do to unlearn as we say goodbye like what are three things they can do today when they're when they're done with this show where they can begin to unlearn i mean obviously they're going to listen to your podcast yeah but so beyond that the one thing i do want to say i want to comment and i thank you for the the kind words about what what's been created here you know for for three and a half years we've had this house and didn't have this energy here okay so we've been here about four years now the last six months everything's changed and it has a lot to do with the community but it's also part and parcel with this kind of new stage that I've stepped into and my wife and I are, are stepping into where um, I've lived in a beautiful home and felt very unfulfilled. I live in the same beautiful home and have never felt more fulfilled. So it's not about the house. You know, it's not about my gym, but it's about who are we bringing into this space and inviting in and who's being called to it. And that for me is, is the greatest marker that we're on the right path because the people we're surrounding ourselves with, the people who are feeling called to be here are amazing. And you know what is, is almost to a person, what I love about it is each one of them is showing up in their own genius, their own superpower. They're not trying to be all things. They're just like, I'm Josh, this is who I am. I'm Stephanos, this is who I am. You know, I'm Christine, this is who I am, and this is what I have to offer to this group. And when we can start to key into what our genius is, what our gift is, that's the number one place to start. Now, how do we get there? As I said before, you need to start pulling things out of your life that are distracting you. And I don't mean like your phone, that is important. Can you, can you create a little more quiet time in your world, turning off all the electronics and sitting with yourself and just sitting? And for men out there who are the, the high achievers, can you just fucking do nothing with your time? What would that be like? Can you sit idly? Yeah. Yeah. Because within that, the real, the real medicine is in that space because you're not used to it. And the, the idea of production is generally wrapped around having something to show for it that you can show everybody, like, this is what I did with my time. I've spent so much time in that stillness in the past three plus years that what I have to show with it is much greater than anything I could physically show people. But it takes time. And I don't mean to discourage you at all. Take it one step at a time. Don't try to get to the end of this awakened state. It will come if you go inward. And it will come in bits and pieces and it may have the, you may have this big awakening. But take it slow. And be kind to yourself. And just like I mentioned with Don Miguel Ruiz, start to question shit and question them one at a time and start to really unlock 
these ways that you've seen the world, whether they've been adopted through your mom and dad, through your teachers, through your coaches, through mainstream media, Mm -hmm. through Hollywood, it's fucking everywhere, people. (laughs) It's everywhere. So can you question everything? One at a time, though. Let's start you off easy. So, forgot what the first one was that I said. Write it in the show notes, everyone. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's how I'm being present because I'm just with you yes. like one step of the way. So, somebody write it in, on YouTube right now. Yes. What was the number one? Um, well, Lauren from our team will write it. So, thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Lauren. Thanks, Lauren. I got I got distracted. But I, I, I think the most important thing is... Yeah, it, it's, 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 I don't know if there's one important thing. It's really hard to it's land It's hard on. to sometimes distill. I was yeah. like, Cal, give me the top three, which is so funny because in this organic conversation, I'm Son like, I gave him the intellectual question, right? Yeah. Cal, give us the top three things to, to unlearn life. And it doesn't fucking work like that. There is no top one or top three because those top three or top one could change from person to person. But I've so enjoyed this conversation, man. Thank it's you, been, what a gift to the world that your perspective and, and the spotlighting of this unlearning process truly is. We covered a ton of ground. We did. So when we look at these two concepts, man, two concepts, one of them, the great unlearn, you know, lovingly giving the things back to society and parents and everyone else. Um, and then also, can you juxtapose that with purpose, finding purpose? Is there anything we missed? You know, whether it's unlearning or, or finding true purpose, redefining purpose, what did we not cover? What is, what's something that someone hasn't asked you that you've been really wanting to share? I don't get asked a lot about my trading career. And what's interesting is I'm in the process of writing a book. And uh, the, the, my partner who's helping me write the book, Not Tie Someone Else, was out here recently. And we had a three-day just jam session on it. And I couldn't believe how much of my life today, the framework of it was, was uh, developed in the, in the trading space. And so the book is going to carry these lessons, you know, um, just it's, so there's not, I never really get asked about my trading career and a lot of that is because I haven't been that open to it because for so long I didn't love that version of me. I acted with integrity there, but I was trying to be, you know, this shed that skin, so to speak, and, and emerge as someone different, someone more awake. And um, there was a lot of pushing that back into the shadow and Boyd Vardy, um, my dear brother from South Africa, had told me back in July, he said, you know, when you learn to love that version of yourself, there's a real medicine there. And so from that moment on, I've been really trying to, and I haven't been able to land it. And then as we've been getting deep into the writing of the book, I found that the way for me to reintegrate that that version of me is through writing this book through the lens of an options trader. And it's going to be fucking magic. It's really coming together. So I'm excited about that. I think it's a completely different spin on, you know, going through life and uh, 
really uh, creating options for ourselves and how we can do that and how we often close those down and have, you know, tunnel vision and yeah. we don't open up that lens. Well, when that book comes out, I mean, we have got to come back to Wellness Force and talk about the money wound. It's something that was on my list. We didn't get to it. Yeah. But I mean, money, I think, is the core wound for society. Um, the misuse, the misappropriation, the abuse of money, in, in my viewpoint, um, <laughs> my very first talk that I was telling you about before we recorded was, you know, my beliefs that I've done life's work now, letting go of is like, especially in the past six years, people can't be trusted, expect the worst to happen, money causes pain. And so those beliefs, if that resonates with anyone listening, come for round two, oh, yeah. where Cal and I go deeper into the money wound, because I think it's super important to, to share your lessons there. So Cal, just so much love and appreciation for you. And I saved the surprise till the end. This is episode 400 on Wellness Force. Come on now! So, so let's all together, let's all unlearn the fucking bullshit that we have learned. So thank you for being number 400 on the show. Uh, and I thought about who I wanted to have. And I was like, what a beautiful concept to unlearn. Because when we unlearn the shit that's hate and contracting and fearful and spiteful, then we can have the spaciousness to explore this physical and emotional intelligence so we can live life well, which is the whole point of the show. It's my life's work. So I love you, brother. Thank you so much for sharing on the show. I love and, you, uh, brother. Happy 400. Yes, Wellness happy 400. Community. And thank you. thank you. Like I'm so grateful for this conversation, for the way you hold space, for any time you and I get to get together. Yeah. Um, this was... Yeah, man. I uh, we from the moment we met, there was a, there was a special connection there, and uh, I can't wait to see where this takes us. I think it's gonna be fun. Let's have fun. Let's have some fucking. <laughs> Let's fun. just have some fun. We'll we'll start there. So yeah. okay, everyone, share this podcast. Share this podcast with somebody that you care about, somebody that you love, somebody that is in pain about what they've learned, so they can unlearn it and. There's a huge contest, by the way. All you have to do is drop your name uh, wherever this is, and you're going to get a $500 package delivered right to your house. Um, Element, uh, Paleo Valley, uh, Organifi, and then who's our other sponsor? It'll be in the show notes. <laughs> I'll throw in, I'm going to throw in some feel free. Element, oh, Element, feel free. Uh, LMNT, Paleo Valley, Organifi, and Cured Nutrition. It's going to be in this massive pack delivered to you. So just drop a comment below. But Cal, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank bro. you, brother. Thanks for having me in your house and introducing yes. the community. All right. Until Cal and I see you again, we're both wishing you love and wellness. We'll talk to you then. What goes through your mind when you hear the word CBD? Is it confusion? Is it clarity? Well, our partner, Cured Nutrition, has full clarity on 100% organically farmed cannabidiol. Say that like five times fast, cannabidiol, cannabidiol. <laughs> it's way more than just CBD. It can be quite confusing out there in the world with cannabidiol and CBD. I simplified it. I did the research for the past two years. I found Cured Nutrition. I interviewed Joe on the podcast. It's episode 300. This is all the parts of the plant. They use the entire plant. You get the rich terpenes, the healing compounds that allow you to sleep well and move well. And multiple scientific research studies are showing promise around cannabidiol for pain management 
better digestion, and essentially amazing sleep by turning off your mind so you can rest. This full spectrum, 100% organically farmed hemp is grown in the sunshine rays of Colorado. I don't know if you've been to Colorado, but it's the perfect place to harvest powerful nutrients and plant medicine. That's really what this is. Medicine for your body and soul. I like to take the full dropper of the extra strength from Cured and put it under my tongue. I hold it for about a minute and I feel, me personally, this gives my digestion and my stomach this warm, calming, almost buzzing feeling. Give Cured a test drive. They support the show. They also support you with 15% off. Just use the code wellnessforce at wellnessforce.com forward slash cured and you get 15% off your organically farmed full spectrum hemp. The best on the market. I've tried almost all of them. This is the top of the food chain. Go to wellnessforce.com forward slash cured and use your code wellnessforce to get 15% off so you can sleep well, love yourself and love your purchase. This podcast is brought to you by our trusted friends at Organifi, the creators of the Organifi Gold, my number one turmeric lemon balm and superfood adaptogen bombshell that, trust me, will make you sleep like a baby. I know this because I use it on the regular. Not only is this one of my top sleep supplements I use personally, but also it helps my nervous system and my stomach calm down at the end of the day in the evenings especially if I've had a stressful day. I know you have those too because you're human. (laughs) And because we're human, the best thing to do is take loving care of the human body, starting with quality sleep, not just quantity. This is gonna allow you to have the highest quality of life possible. So if you've been struggling with sleep, give this superfood adaptogen powder, the Organifi Gold, a test drive for a special deal over at wellnessforce.com forward slash Organifi. O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I, wellnessforce.com forward slash Organifi. Pick up a 30-day supply, give it a test drive. If you don't like it, you can send it back, but no one's ever done that, (laughs) as far as I've heard. 20% off is the biggest discount you'll find over the entire internet. We're grandfathered in. These savings are for you. Head over to wellnessforce.com forward slash Organifi and use the code wellnessforce. Share this with your friends, your family, and anyone who wants to drink the gold and sleep well. Thanks for listening to the show, my friend. Everything you learned on this podcast starts with your morning practices. So from over 300 world-class guests, we pulled together six simple yet powerful morning practices down into a 21-minute system guaranteed to increase your vibration and the way that you feel every day. Get this free powerful guide over at wellnessforce.com forward slash M21. And if you love this show, share it with somebody. Share it with somebody that you love or that you care about. You can support the show easily by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. Just go to wellnessforce.com forward slash review, or if you're on your phone, just tap it, hit the link in purple that says review this podcast. And the journey does not stop here. We're continuing this discovering process in our private Facebook group over at wellnessforce.com forward slash group. You can be a part of it. You already are. All you have to do is join us at wellnessforce.com forward slash group, and I will welcome you at the door. Now go out into your life and live your life well. And until I see you again real soon, I'm wishing you love and wellness.